Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Roto-Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie, TPFL, and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie, TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's August 30th, it's still 2017. We have six early games, nine late games to get through here on today's slate. As always on Wednesday, my co-host, Notorious. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. NFL's coming up soon, so I'm really excited about that. It is getting here really quick. Yeah, we recorded a little podcast intro to DFS and NFL DFS podcast with Soccer Dave and James to win the other day, so that should be out soon. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, a lot of lot of NFL just like out of nowhere starting to pop up, and you know, I guess it's not even out of nowhere. It's 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 close. It's right here, ready to go. Um, if you haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there to Play Draft. Uh, still a little bit of time to use that promo code grinders and get a hundred percent deposit bonus up to 600 bucks. It's going to be a free $3 best ball draft. Uh, Notorious, you're, you're very familiar with bonuses and stuff. It's a big difference going from a hundred percent deposit bonus up to 600 bucks to a $3 uh, best ball draft. Well, what's the $3 best ball draft? $3 best ball draft is best ball, man. NFL best ball where you draft your team and you don't have to set your lineup. You just, it p- takes your best quarterback, two running backs, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, but so what's the bonus here? We get we get six hundred bucks. It's going from a hundred percent up to six hundred bucks to a three dollar best ball ticket. Okay, I don't really know what that means, so <laughs> I'll, I'll leave the promos to you, my man. <laughs> you go it's from like, a six hundred to a three dollar. It seems like yeah. Well, it's going from a hundred percent deposit bonus up to six hundred bucks. <laughs> so to match, where if you play through it, you'll get your bonus, yeah. or you'll get a three dollar draft. So like people need to sign up now so they get that you know hundred percent deposit bonus. It's a lot more money that you could oh. be getting instead of three dollars. <laughs> so going down. I thought you said exactly I going you were down. It went from six hundred to three. And that didn't sound very good to me. No, no, it's going down. You got to get it now. Got to get it now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> also, um, you know, I got humbled. You know, there's not. You know, you do this every day, and every once in a while, you get humbled. I, I got really humbled over the last twenty four hours. Our podcast feed went live on iTunes where we have Rotogrinders Morning Grind on its own feed. And there's 177 reviews already in, within 24 hours. So, wow. listeners, you guys are absolutely amazing. Love you guys. Um, like I said yesterday, right now we're sitting at seven NASCAR packages, seven weekly siege packages. We're looking at three Rotogrinders shirts. So, keep, keep doing it. More, more reviews by Friday. We're going to give out more stuff, so make sure you guys are heading over there to iTunes. 
Search Roto Grinders, look for that morning grind, and leave a review and rate the podcast. Always download and subscribe. We appreciate it. And um, you're going to hear that all the time. But, man, I am truly humbled, and I really appreciate you guys. Yes, and as a fan of the podcast myself, keep crushing, my man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Let's get into it, man. We got six early games to get through, and then we're going to talk about the late slate. We're going to get started here. Um, if I didn't close my starting lineups tab, I'm right on the money here this morning. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Cleveland Indians at New York. We got Trevor Bauer against Jaime Garcia. This game was supposed to play last night. Looks like the pitchers are just going to move over here too today. Um, nine and a half total. I'm guessing you don't like either one of these pitchers. Yeah, not too interested in either of the pitchers. The early slate has a couple of guys that we can really feel good about, so don't really want to take Bauer on the road. He's been pitching a little bit better over the last month of play, but uh, it's the Yankees. It's Yankee Stadium, so I don't love him. Then Jaime Garcia, you know, he's a ground ball guy that just hasn't been getting as many ground balls since he came over to the Yankees. So, yeah, pretty easy fade on both sides. Let's talk bats in this game. Um, Indians, you know, Lindor, if Jackson is in that two spot, I think he's interesting. Jose Ramirez, E5. Jay Bruce, like any of the top five here in play for me. Yeah, I think I like uh, all those calls as well. Lindor, Jackson, and Ramirez all have above average uh, fly ball rates, which is good against uh, Jaime Garcia and his high ground ball rate. And, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. I don't disagree. I don't have anything to add on it either. Looking at the Yankees here against Trevor Bauer, um, you know, it's the same story as yesterday. I, I really like Didi. I don't know if he's still underpriced. Uh, he was extremely underpriced yesterday. Yeah, I think he was 34 on DraftKings, yeah, but he's up to 42 today. Man, see, they, they, they knew it was going to rain out, so they just like teased us with like the discount. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Yankees are a little bit more expensive, but uh, yeah, I like him in this spot. If you look at Bauer splits, pretty neutral, but he does give up a lot more hard contact to lefties. So you can look at Gardner. Uh, you know, Sanchez is obviously going to be a great play catcher anytime he's in the lineup because not many catchers have that type of upside or that high of a batting order. Uh, looks like Greg Bird might get the start tomorrow. Did they call him up. They did. Um, he's interesting, and I think Aaron Hicks is the kind of sneaky play in that two-hole. You know, we want the lefties against Bauer, and, you know, he's actually been really good when he's been healthy this year. He has. He's a really big boost to their lineup. That's kind of it. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of it. Atlanta Braves, Philadelphia Phillies. Um, so we got – I'm seeing two things here. I'm seeing Aria Dickey, Matt Leader, Mark Leader, the two guys that were supposed to pitch, and then I'm seeing Eikhoff. Um, I don't know if you saw – is it supposed to be Leader? Let me pull up this thing real quick. So this is a first game of doubleheader, so they're probably yeah, both pitching. Yeah, it is. It's always fun. So yeah, the first game I'm seeing Dickey and Leader. And then... Yeah, and then Tehran and Eikhoff. Okay. Yeah. All right, so let's talk here. Um, R.A. Dickey. He's had good success against Philadelphia. Mark Leader Jr. was a guy that I wrote up yesterday as a boomer bus play. Um, I think he's actually really interesting. I talked about it in my article, and since I can't use it again, you know, first half stats, 35 innings, 4.9 xFIP, 18% K rate, 11% walk rate. Second half stats in 23 innings, 3.68 xFIP, 24% K rate, which is a 6% bump and a 7.3% walk rate, which is a 4% decrease. So much better here in the second half. Really interesting against a Braves team that's been struggling. So I think he's actually interesting on this early slate. What's your thoughts? 
Yeah, don't mind him at all. Uh, same with Dickey. If you're looking for a really cheap uh, SP2, I don't mind either of these guys. They both induce a lot of soft and medium contact. They both have an above-average ground ball rate. Uh, the total for the game is set at 9, which seems high, but this is a hitter-friendly ballpark. So, yeah, I mean, you're hoping for strikeouts here. Um, and both hey. these offenses are pretty bad. Yeah, and you're not going to get that like day game, ninety degree weather. It's going to be like mid seventies at the like highest point here. Yeah, that's a good point. So like you're not, you know, I don't think you really have to worry about it too much. Um, bats in this game, we've talked about it now for the last few days. Freddie Freeman dealing with a wrist injury. He doesn't feel like he's a hundred percent, and it's shown he doesn't have a home run in the last ten games. I think I can stay away from the Braves with pretty, you know, pretty good confidence here. Yeah, if he was healthy, I'd be interested in Freeman, but he's not, so don't have a ton of interest there. Uh, Matt Kemp, pretty good numbers against righties himself. Maybe look as a one-off. He's still pretty cheap. And then on the Philly side, got to keep playing Hoskins. Uh, his price is coming up, but, I mean, he's just ridiculous right now. Hoskins and Nick Williams, I think, are interesting against Dickey. Those are probably the two guys that I would target here. Yeah, the rest of our lineups has been pretty bad uh, against Dickey in the past. Freddie Galvez, 6 for 20 is their best uh, with if it, for anyone that has BVP. St. Louis Cardinals, Milwaukee Brewers, Carlos Martinez, Chase Anderson. Uh, we talked about it yesterday with Luke Weaver. Uh, the Brewers, numbers, like their power numbers are down big time right now. Weaver pitched really well. I'm kind of expecting the same here from Seamart. Yeah, love right-handed pitchers against this right-handed heavy Brewers lineup, especially a guy like Martinez, who's got some uh, you know, pretty normal splits. He's held righties to a 242 ex-Woba with a 27% strikeout rate in the last two seasons. So, yeah, he's uh, definitely a guy to look at here. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Um, Chase Anderson, any interest here? Uh, you know, his ERA has been pretty low in his first two starts back from injury, but uh, the walk rate's up. Uh, the Sierra doesn't look great, so I think I'm just gonna wait a couple more starts. Yeah, I think I can I can wait just because like yeah, Chase Anderson's always been kind of a reverse splits guy. So you know we get a right-handed heavy lineup here. I don't I don't think I'm gonna play him here. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, any Cardinals bats standing out here against Chase Anderson? Uh, even though he does have reverse splits, I always like Matt Carpenter when he's under 4K on DraftKings. It just seems so cheap. Last night, he was a pretty easy play. He hit a home run. Uh, I like Colton Wong if he's batting fifth again or sixth. Um, I think that'll all depend on Yachty, right? Yeah. yeah. That'll, and then uh, if you want to play the re reverse splits angle, you can look at Pham and DeJong. DeJong, baby. I'm going to keep playing this guy. Uh, Brewers, not a lot standing out to me. You know, I mentioned the power numbers down. Thames' numbers are down a little bit, but not as much as, like, Shaw and the other guys. Like, I don't mind Eric Thames as a one-off here, but not really feeling any of this. Yeah, the good news is they're cheap. Thames is only 3400 Shaw is 3800 And, you know, Martinez has struggled a bit against lefties in his career. So if you want to play those guys as one-offs, don't mind it. But definitely not core plays for me here. Yeah, they both hit him well in small sample sizes. Thames is, you know, three for seven with a home run and a double, and Shaw three for eight um, with a home run. So they've hit him well in small sample size, which makes perfectly good sense when you think about Carlos Martinez and his struggle against lefties. Yeah, Ryan Braun's so cheap right now, but can't play him. No, nah, not against Martinez. 254 Woba, 29% K rate against righties, 52% ground ball rate. Yeah, pass. Yep. 
Seattle at Baltimore, Ariel Miranda against Albaldo. Oh, Jimenez, thank you for pitching on the slate. Um, <laughs> it kind of gives us our team, you know, outside of cores that we want to attack here. Which one? Both of them? You know, I like lefties against Baltimore. I really do, but I don't think I can do it with Miranda. Yeah, they're actually not as bad against lefties this year. Uh, I think they're like 10th in team weight on base average. I know the bottom of their lineup is pretty bad, but Beckham, Machado, Scope, they all got really good power numbers. So I don't I don't love Miranda here myself. Uh, are you going to be playing it? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> like I, I'm playing I'm playing Mark Leader Jr. before I play Miranda. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I think I'd take – I actually think I would take a shot on like a Chase Anderson before I would play Miranda – I don't think that's much of a stretch either. Sure. I'd take Ubaldo over Miranda here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's not get too crazy. Um, we look at Ubaldo. He's struggled against lefties. He's struggled against righties. I think you can definitely look to a, a Seattle stack here. Yeah, and he doesn't hold runners well. So uh, Mariners, good ballpark. They got you know speed at the top with Segura, and then they got home run power and Alonzo, Cano, Cruz, Seager. Love the one through five stack here. Yeah, don't leave out, you know, Zanino and Gamble. Like, you know, those guys are definitely in play as well. I know you don't like going down that far. With them on the road, though, they should get those four at-bats. Yeah, that's a good point. Looking at Baltimore, you mentioned a couple guys, you know, Jonathan Scope. Tim Beckham's definitely helped this team with against left-handed pitching. You know, he's batting in that leadoff spot. He's happy to be out of ball, or, uh, Tampa, like, I, can't, I guess, like, I can get behind the one, two, three here, like Beckham, Machado, Scope. I just don't like playing Adam Jones. Yeah, those are the three I'm looking at as well. Uh, if Beef is batting a little higher, I don't mind him. He's uh, always got good numbers against Southpaws, 360 X Wobo with a 40% hard contact this season, and he's still pretty cheap. Yeah, he just doesn't have those, like, home run numbers this year, so people just haven't been playing him, so I like that call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. The best team in baseball, the Detroit Tigers against the Colorado Rockies, Justin Verlander, Chad Bettis. Um, Herman Marquis made some lineups. Marquez made some lineups for me yesterday after I, like, kind of wrote it off on the podcast. I looked into it more, and I ended up playing him on some teams. Siege was really heavy on him, like, and it, it worked out because Detroit is just so bad right now. Yeah, there were a lot of good pitchers in last night's slate. It seems like no matter how you went – uh you know, there, there are a lot of good routes to take. Junis, baby. Junis. Yeah, Junis. Uh, Weaver pitched well. Sale obviously pitched well. Yeah, uh, like if you had Sale and any of the mid-tier guys that we yeah. talked about on the podcast yesterday, you just did fine. Yeah, you're probably looking good. So, yeah, Verlander, I mean, he's going to have to strike out everyone to have success here. He's got a 30% ground ball rate, which is not good for cores. So, if Colorado's going to be able to make some contact, he's going to be in trouble. Um, he has been pitching better of late, but again, I need to see a high ground ball rate for me to be interested in the guy in course. Um, let's talk bats here. The Tigers, like Justin Upton as a one-off, but like a very popular one-off in course. Like I could really get behind for the third straight day fading the Tigers in course field. Yeah, I don't hate it. Uh, Bettis has reverse splits. Um, uh, 356 X-12 above, 34% hard contact to righties last two years. So if you're going to play the Tigers, I mean, you want to play Kinzer, Upton, Miggy, and Castellanos. But, yeah, if you want to fade them, I don't mind them. They are very expensive. Yep. Except for Miggy. Except for Miggy. He's you could definitely play Miggy here. Day game against the reverse split righty. Yeah. 
3,500. That's just that's criminally cheap. Um, looking at the Rocky side, like you know, I've been stacking and I stack against Fulmer. Like I know Aaron Otto just hit a home run. Like you know, I I, I can get behind playing Rockies against Verlander. Yeah, sure. Especially if they're going to be lower on than the Tigers. I I doubt it, but if they are, then I like them even more. Yeah, people people don't want to pick on these like stud pitchers, and it's just like. You know, they didn't pick on Fulmer yesterday, and, like, the Rockies are kind of under-owned, and, like, I feel like they're going to be under-owned here against Verlander, and it's course field during the day. Yeah, how many times do we see, you know, good pitchers struggle in course field? Happens quite often. All the time, man, all the time. I'm curious really quick. I can never remember if he throws curveball. He does throw curveball. So, like, he's going to really have to rely on, like, his fastball changeup combo here. Maybe a little bit more slider because, like, that curveball is just not going to break in course. So he's going to have to rely on some other pitches here today. Yep. He's going to need strikeouts. All right. Uh, Marlins, Nationals, Adam Conley, Steven Strasburg. Last game here on this early slate. Um, you know, Conley's he's interesting, but I don't think you can play him here, right? Yeah. I don't love him here. Uh, I mean, the Nationals still hit lefties pretty well. They got Kendrick, you know, Zimmerman, Rendon, Worth's back, Trey Turner's back. So, yeah, this lineup's looking pretty good these days. Yeah, and there's a lot of righties. Like, that's, yeah. where, that's where you want to attack Conley, like lefty pitchers. So, his XFIP and all that stuff, um, much higher against righties, even higher than his ERA. So, um, and then Steven Strasburg here. Gonna probably get a lot of love here on this early slate. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, let's see. Through ninety pitches in his last start, ninety-one in the time before, he's looked pretty good. Fifteen strikeouts uh, in his two outings since coming back from injury. Certainly don't mind him here. Pitches well at home throughout his career. Uh, outside of John Carlos Stanton, there's not a lot to worry about uh, on the Marlins. So I'm certainly fine playing him, but there are a lot of big bats that I like in this early slate. So if you want to go another route, I don't mind that as well. Yeah, we need to mention, like, Stan owns Strasburg, too. Oh, he does. 15 for 41, eight doubles, three home runs. Like, he owns Strasburg. I, I remember that. Like, I've been down this road before. Like, Ozuna hits him well, too, 11 for 31. Like, those two guys hit him well. Like I, I don't know. That's a, that's a lot of risk for as you know hot as Stan's been right now. Hey, I, I like Carlos Martinez a lot. Um, he's going to be lower owned probably than Strasburg since he's pitching on the road. So I certainly don't mind pivoting to him. Yeah, uh, two pitchers say you could go like Martinez, Mark Leader, and then get all those bats that we talked about. Yes, you can. Um. All right, let's talk bats in this game. Looking at um, the Marlins first, you know, I don't mind, you know, playing Stanton as a one-off or Ozuna as a one-off, trusting the BVP and just taking a shot. Yeah, Stanton would be the only guy for me. It is hard paying 5100 for him uh, against a good pitcher, but he's been incredibly hot, and you mentioned the BVP, so don't mind it. Was he at 51 now, right? Yep, 5100. No, 51 home runs. Oh, yeah, and 5100. I wonder if that's uh, no. <laughs> uh, looking at the Nationals, Trey Turner's back. Howie Kendrick much better against lefties. Ryan Zimmerman and Anthony Rendon have been crushing lefties this season. Uh, what's your thoughts here against uh, Adam Conley? Definitely think you can look at him. Uh, he's had about a three thirty x wOBA, thirty five percent hard contact to righties. 
So yeah, all the guys you mentioned definitely play for me. You can throw Jason Worth in there if you want to uh, do a stack, although it's a little expensive for him. But yeah, I think it's a good spot for the Nets. Be a nice day for Murphy to get the day off, move Rendon up to the three spot, and really be able to attack like the one, two, three, four here. Be nice. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, no clue if that's going to happen or not, but we'll have to see. Let's move on to the main slate, the night slate. We're going to get started with my Red Sox at Toronto. Rick Porcello against Jay Happ. we got a nine total here. Happ, a very slight favorite. Um, any interest here in these two pitchers? Not really. Porcello just been kind of a disappointment all year. Just gives up way too much hard contact. I don't mind picking on the Blue Jays every now and then, uh, but probably not the spot for me. Hap's been a really good form over his last six starts, 28% strikeout rate, really limited hard contact. But uh, Red Sox, very good against lefties, one of the lowest strikeout rates in the in major leagues. So I think both of these guys are a pass for me. Yeah, and, like, you got to think, like, they're adding, like, Rajah Davis, who doesn't have the pop, but, like, he definitely, you know, is very, very solid against left-handed pitching. Nunez, another guy. Like, they've added more – bats in this lineup that's actually even better against lefties so like i don't think i could play hap i don't i definitely don't think i could play porcello um now i gotta remember if porcello throws a slider or not but yeah let's see yeah it does a slider but it's about 24 percent so i don't think that's high enough to attack him here against the blue jays yeah yeah i'm not playing porcello you know that's a thing right Sliders yeah. against Blue Jays. Oh yes, every time I come on pod, you tell me. Okay, about Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Like, I gotta make sure. Um, <laughs> looking at the bats here for Boston, like, I really hate overpaying for Boston. I've gotten to the point where I finally trust myself, and I've been really good, not biased. And you know, the Red Sox just don't have a ton of upside. Yeah, it's true. But uh, Rajay Davis, is, if he's batting leadoff, thirty-five hundred is not a bad price for him. I can get behind uh, that. The rest of them kind of expensive. Hanley Ramirez, if he's batting in the five hole, uh, he had seventh last night, which wasn't great, but uh, yeah, he's got some good pop against lefties, and he's thirty eight hundred on DraftKings. Just hate playing Hanley at first base, like fantasy draft where you can play like multiple first basemen. Like I feel more comfortable over there, but like I just I hate playing Hanley at first base. Yeah. What about uh, Chris Young? No. Is he still? I don't have his price in front of me. No, uh, I just. 40, oh no, that's a pitcher. I think he was like twenty one hundred yesterday. God, don't tell me that. Like, let me see. Hold on. He's twenty five hundred. I hate that there's two Chris Youngs because whenever I pull up the salaries in my sheet, it pulls up the pitcher first. I hate the fact that he's twenty five hundred and like if he grabs a decent lineup spot, like I have interest, but like there we go, twenty five. He's just not. Hey, two home two home runs against Happ in his career, fifteen at bats. <laughs> um, been, look at the Blue Jays. <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin Smoke is always interesting to me. Um, you know, you look at Porcello's number this season. He has a forty three percent hard contact against lefties. Smoke and Morales, I think, are interesting, but I don't see myself really going to a lot of these guys. Yeah, I think those are going to be my targets as well. Uh, I know Jose Ortiz has been terrible, but he does have good BBP. Not good enough for me, but uh, yeah, he has he has hit uh, Porcello well in the past. 
I will say, like, if Mon- Miguel Montero cracks the lineup as the catcher for the Blue Jays, you can definitely play Rajah Davis even more. If he gets on base, he'll run Mookie Betts as well. Like, if Montero's catching, it bumps both of those guys. Both of those guys will run, and Miguel Montero couldn't throw out me or you if we were trying to steal second base. Yeah, last night he got the start, and I believe they had five stolen bases against him. There you go. I didn't even know that, and I said that, so there we go. Yeah. That was the thing. That's why he got cut from the Cubs. Like, just sucks throwing people out. Um, all right, let's move on. We're in Tampa Bay with the Texas Rangers Houston Astros series. We got Andrew Kashner against Dallas Keuchel in this game. Um, Texas, man, I was so wrong about this game yesterday. I'm sorry, everybody. Like, I, I really ended up stacking Houston like massively. And of course, Martin Perez does what Martin Perez does, <laughs> and then the Texas bats just absolutely shelled fires. Yeah. Yeah. Fired is one of those guys that he's just so streaky and he's been so bad in his last couple of starts. So I should have paid more attention to it. And they had but good yeah. PVP too. Yeah. One of those things you just look back and say, yeah, probably should have paid more attention to it. Uh, we look at Andrew Kashner's numbers this season. He's elite ground ball rate against righties. Going to face a lot of righties here. Um, I, I can't play Kashner, but I think I can stay away from stacking against him here. I think that's a fair point. 57% ground ball rate against right-handed hitters. Uh, so, yeah, definitely don't want to overpay for Springer and Altuve, Bregman, uh, maybe Josh Reddick as a one-off. Yeah, him or Fisher if they crack the lineup. But you got to remember this game's in Tampa. It's not like it's in Houston. So Wait, why is it in Tampa? Because of the, the hurricane that's oh, in Houston yeah. right now. Okay. I must miss that yesterday. It's okay. We understand. Yeah, you got a well, lot going on, buddy. Yeah, I go. I go in my hole and just type. No, all day. we 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 get it. You do a lot of stuff. Like, <laughs> there's not many people in the industry that work harder than you. Let's be honest. Um, Dallas Keuchel. Let's talk Keuchel really quick. You know, I, I think he's a tale of two different people. Like we saw before the injury, he was just like, like beyond elite. Like his numbers were just absolutely insane since coming back from injury. When you look at a 10% decrease in K rate, like 14.4%. The XFIP is up to 4.39. Like the biggest thing that stands out to me, and I don't know how much you weigh this, but like since coming back from injury, he has a 1.53 whip compared to a 0.87 whip. That's that's all I need to see. Yeah, that's not good. The command hasn't been as good. Uh, he's had four or fewer strikeouts in five of his last six starts, which also isn't good. So, yeah, can't play him right now. Yeah, and, like, the, another thing really quick is, like, before he got hurt, 29.9% soft contact rate to a 206 hard contact rate. That's above elite. Like, that's one of the best numbers I've ever seen in my life. And since he's gotten back, 32% hard contact, 21% like soft contact. Like, he's just not – he's not right right now. Yep, not right, and he's not discounted, which makes him – like I don't think I can go out here and stack the Rangers against him. Like I, I don't. I wouldn't hate it if you did it, but the Rangers are not a great team against left-handed pitching. So, I, I think this game's just kind of a stay-away game for me. Yeah, I kind of agree. You can't play the lefties from the Rangers. Tackle's uh, you know, got a sixty-four percent ground ball rate against lefties. So maybe Beltre is a one-off, but I don't feel great about that. And. Uh, yeah, Reddick, the other guy, or the guy on the other side for me. All right, let's move on. 
Moving on. Mets, Reds, Montero, Homer, Bailey, 10 total. Let's get some bats. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like, do I need to say anything else? <laughs> no. Um, Mets, bats, well, they kind of suck. <laughs> so it's like, huh, who do I really want to play against Homer Bailey? Because, like, Homer Bailey's not good, but it's like, who do I play? Yeah, uh, the thing about the Mets is they're cheap. They're playing in a good ballpark. So, you know, when you're filling out your lineup and you need a cheap guy at a certain position, you can look to the Mets. Uh, Struble Cabrera has been really good in that three-hole. Uh, his last five or six games, uh, finding Nemo is really cheap, batting leadoff. Travis Darno uh, has been swinging the bat a little bit better lately. He's the min salary on FanDuel. So, I mean, there's some decent values here. Um, Rosario at shortstop, he usually gets a pretty decent lineup spot. Like, yeah. I think I agree with you. I think it's more going to be, all right, I'm done with this stack. I'm in a one-off where I kind of need some value, and the Mets are facing Homer Bailey in Cincinnati. Exactly. Now, on the other side of this game, the Reds, like, I'm going back to the well. I ended up playing them pretty heavily. Like, Adam Duvall and Shebler were on a lot of my lineups yesterday, and I'm going right back to the well here. Yeah, they are my favorite stack as well, and, uh, you know, they treated me well. So, going right back, Montero, pretty neutral splits, not too great against lefties or righties, and a high walk rate. So, this is a really good spot for the Reds. All right, um, let's move on to Wrigley. We got the Pirates and the Cubs. Ivan Nova, Jose Quintana. Pirates have been pretty bad. Uh, you just look at the stats lately, and they've just been really bad. Jose Quintana here, any interest? I do have some interest. Uh, I need to see. Do we know which way the wind's blowing? It's blowing very, very slightly in. Wind's not going to be a factor tomorrow. Yeah, as long as it's not blowing out, I will have some interest here. Uh, we've seen some lefties actually have some pretty decent outings against the Pirates lately. Um, their their strikeout numbers against righties are a lot lower than they are against lefties. So I think you can look at Quintana. Um, I wish he was a little bit cheaper. 10-5 seems like a lot, uh, but he is a big favorite. He's pitching at home. You mentioned the Pirates' recent struggles. So I certainly have a little bit of interest. Yeah, I think it's just because like we haven't really even talked about one pitcher we like on the slate slate yet, and we're going to get keep going here, and there's just – not a ton of options on this late slate, so I kind of think by default, like, he's in play, and I hate to say that, but I think it's true. Yeah. Yeah, there's question marks around most of the pitchers in this slate. Too many lefties for Nova, right? Like, way too many lefties here. Yep, he needs a right-handed heavy lineup, uh, and he doesn't get it in this one, so pretty easy fade for me. All right, if you're not playing Quintana, is there any of the Pirates bats that you would target against him? Uh, always interested in McCutcheon as a one-off. Uh, he's only 3,400 on DraftKings, which is I know really he's been slumping, but that's really cheap against the lefty. Yeah, 402 ISO against Southpaws this season. That's hard to do. Yeah, like maybe finally getting a lefty, maybe you'll see the ball and get out of the slump. Maybe, maybe. Um, Let's see here. Cubs, like... I like picking on Nova with lefties. He has a 1.74 home run per nine, 35% hard contact against lefties. Doesn't strike anybody out. Like, that sounds yes. like a recipe <laughs> for success on a guy like Schwarber, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Schwarber against low strikeout pitchers always signed me up. Uh, like him, I like pretty much all the lefties in this lineup. Uh, Rizzo, Hap, if he's batting fifth, Avila. I, I like all the lefties here. 
Yeah, and you're not like you're not really overpaying for anybody outside of like Brian and Rizzo. Like you're getting Schwarber at 4K on DraftKings, Avilia at 37. Like you're not having to like really overpay for these guys. Yep, Lestella's 33 if he cracks the lineup. Yeah, Jason Hayward 3K. Like, yeah, I'll take a shot on Hayward against you know, Nova for 3K. Definitely. White Sox twins, Derek Holland, Jose Barrios, uh, nine and a half total. Please don't rain out. Please don't rain out. Like I'm begging this game not to rain out. Um, some early concerns. It looks like it's going to be gone before the game starts. Hopefully that's the case. We'll have to see what Kevin Ross says. Derek Holland is bad, but Jose Barrios has some solid upside here against this terrible White Sox lineup. Yeah, he's one of the more boomer bust pitchers that we have around right now. Um, you know, he's just pulled up his game log at minus 10, then 32, and then 20 fantasy points. So the upside's certainly there. I love the matchup against the White Sox. Uh, it pretty much looks like a triple A lineup outside of Abreu and Garcia, and they strike out at a high rate. Seven of their projected starters have at least a 21% K rate against righties. So, yeah, I love Barrios here. Um, of the pitchers we've talked about, he's uh, my favorite so far got to kind of have to be i know he's going to be popular and he's a boomer bust and you should fade just because of ownership but it's just like i gotta play somebody <laughs> you know? at the end of the day somebody. i gotta play one of these guys and we're not playing holland that's for sure no we're not we're probably gonna take some bats against him let's talk about that Derek holland this season we look at the numbers against righties a 404 woba a 41 percent hard contact a 2.35 home run per nine he has allowed 26 home runs in 99 innings to right-handed hitters this season. Attack him here. Attack him with Dozier and Buxton and Escobar and Rosario and Vargas if he cracks the lineup. Like, we want these guys. I know they're you're going to have to pay for them, but I like Minnesota more today than I did yesterday against Shields. Yeah, and just to sweeten the pot, he has a 20% walk rate in his last six starts. So if he's giving up walks and home runs, uh, it's going to be a great spot for the Twins. All the guys you mentioned, definitely in play. And uh, where did this power come from, Jorge Polanco? Hey, man. That's like four or five home runs in the last week or two. I can't remember how good he is against lefties. I don't think he's as good, right? He's not very good, no. but I know he's riding it. Surge of power, I don't know. Like, his price is getting to the point where I don't mind leaving out of the stack. Like, I, I know the risk, but, like, like isn't Escobar's numbers against lefties a little bit better? Yeah, so Escobar's got 371 x Woba, Polanco 248, which is really bad. So there you go. That's the way you differentiate your stack. You know, you play Escobar shortstop over Polanco and let people just blindly put him in there. You know, you could look at... Vargas is thirty four hundred. Chris Jimenez, if he cracks the lineup, is three K. Like there's some, yeah. there's some solid Twins bats here. Yeah, whichever uh, catcher draws a start, Garver or Jimenez, definitely worth the look. Byron Buxton, fifty five hundred. <laughs> Dude, is crazy. Oh, uh, you know where you play Buxton? You play him on Play Draft, where you don't have to pay a salary for that form. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of money for it. I can't do it. I can't, I can't like realistically. I can't click his name to put him in the lineups. Like his ISO is under one hundred this year. <laughs> I just can't do it. Um, any White Sox bats? Well, if we're playing Barrios, don't want to take a ton of them. But I always like Abreu against fly ball pitchers, so don't mind him as a one-off if you're not playing uh, Barrios. And that's it for me. 
I think there's BVP there too. I really think Abreu has BVP against him. Hold on, I'm looking it up really quick. One for seven, three strikeouts. All right, there you go. Barrios, let it let it ride, baby. Let it ride. <laughs> Yomer Sanchez, the only home run he's allowed in 47 at-bats. He's got 18 Ks in 50 plate appearances against the White Sox. All right, let it ride one more time, buddy. We need you one more time. Rays, Royals, Jake Odorizzi against Jason Vargas. Nine and a half total here. Jason Vargas, a minus 127 favorite. Any interest here in either one of these guys? Uh, not a ton for me. Yeah, it's like, uh, all right, well, we're facing the, the Rays. They're going to have lefties. Oh, wait, Jason Vargas can't get left-handed hitters out this season. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah, and man. he's been bad. Uh, you know, his numbers earlier in the year suggested some regression, and we've started to see it lately. He's been really bad in his last couple months. So don't think you can look at him. Odorizzi. Uh, I mean, we just don't really like to play pitchers against the Royals these days. Yeah, he's a reverse splits guy. So if for some reason, like, Kane and Perez are out of the lineup, maybe you could look at him. But, like, it would all depend on what that lineup looks like. If it's the normal lineup where Merrifield's in there and Perez and, you know, these guys are in there, like, Kane, you can't play him. Yep, don't think you can play him. Any raised bats standing out to you here against Vargas? Uh, I mean, Souza's a reverse blitz hitter, so I don't love him against lefties. Longo's fine. He's still pretty cheap. Nothing that I love, though. Weird slate. It is a very weird night slate. Um, yeah, I don't see anything that's really standing out to me. Like, maybe Duda, 240 ISO. We talked about Vargas struggling with lefties. Yeah. I can't even yeah. get behind that. <laughs> I'm trying here. Uh, Royals, uh, reverse splits pitcher, Salvador Perez, 233 ISO against righties this season. I think he's definitely a guy you want to look at. Yeah, definitely got to look at him. Uh, is he still cheap? He's been ridiculously cheap. He's 3K again. Yeah, like, 3K. You're, just, you're locking and loading Salvi at that price. He's going to break out of the slump. Yep, I agree. I don't really I see anything else. Oh, that's it for me as well. Oh, if Bonificio plays, doesn't he – he has reverse splits, right? Where he hits righties better? Yeah, he does. So there you go. If he cracks the lineup, there's some upside in that line – upside play. I like it. Um, moving on, San Francisco Giants, San Diego Padres, Ty Blatch against Travis Wood, eight and a half total. Um, you know, we saw Matt Moore struggle against the Padres, you know, last night, kind of – Thinking Ty Blatch, a guy that can't strike anybody out, might struggle here. Yeah, we have two bad pitchers, two bad lefties against two of the worst offenses in baseball and a pitcher's part. So, yeah, I don't know what to do here. I don't think I want to play the, the pitchers, but I don't really want to play at least I load think you could actually get offense. a couple pieces here. On the offenses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a couple. Don't go, like, crazy, but, like, maybe, like, a Margot, a Blash – Hedges, you know, possibly like a Pence, um, Posey if he's back in the lineup. Not a lot. <laughs> Not a lot. Just a couple pieces. Yeah. Yeah, and I like Will Myers. This is uh, a game you can just like fade and just be like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I like Will Myers. He has a 53% hard contact rate against Southpaws this season. I like that. He's 3,300. He does take up your first base spot, which sucks, but. 
fantasy draft. You can play five first basemen if you want. And he's 6,600 there. Yep. He's saying. Dodgers, Diamondbacks, Ryu, Ray, nine and a half total. Pick them. Straight pick them game. Yeah. Uh, no respect for Robbie Ray. Yeah, he's same with Godley. He never gets respect from Vegas either. Yeah, I think Godley kind of struggled yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah, he he struggled early. I didn't see after like the fourth inning, but I think he gave up three runs or something. Um, yeah, no, no interest in Ryu for me. Uh, he's not a guy that pitches very deep into games. Uh, I like the Diamondbacks at home, and I like you know all the right-handed hitters, so I don't love him. But Robbie Ray, I can certainly get behind him uh, in tournaments. 40% carry in his last two starts. He's shown, you know, no ill effects after getting hit in the head and coming back from injury. So definitely like him. I know the Dodgers just mash lefties and righties, but eight of their nine projected starters have a strikeout rate of at least 20% against uh, lefties this season. So the strikeout potential is definitely there. <sighs> just like, oh, man, I just don't even know. Well, who – I mean, we like Barrios. We don't mind Quintana. I mean, other than that, I mean, Ray, I think Ray's interesting. Oh, man. Um, yeah. 42 Ks and 125 at-bats against him. It's just like, who else are you going to pitch? Yeah, that's that's pretty much what it comes down to. You know, at the end of the day, like, you know, we you know we have one more game that we need to talk about. And, like, I played Graveman in his last start. Maybe I'll play him again. But, you know, we're, 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 we're running thin on pitchers. So, I think you got to kind of look at Robbie Ray here. Um, jeez, can't play Ryu <laughs> though, right? No, I'm not playing him. He'll probably go out and dominate. Um, <laughs> we'll say, you know, one thing that we do need to note here is Cody Bellinger will be activated today, and he'll be in the lineup. Yeah, that's good, but you know, lefty lefty doesn't concern me too much. I know he's been good against lefties, but uh, Robbie Ray is really tough. Uh, on left-handed hitters. Yeah, it's just... aye, aye. Um, any Dodgers bats that you want to play against Ray? Uh, Justin Turner as a one-off. He's just been awesome against lefties this season, which is kind of strange because last few he's kind of been a reverse splits hitter. But uh, yeah, he's just mashed uh, lefties. Four fifty-seven x well, but three forty-two ISO on only an eight percent strikeout rate. Like I could, I could realistically see like a Dodgers stack. Cause you could play Chris Taylor, you could play Turner, you could play Barnes and Kiki. Like you could get a few bats here if you want to live the contrarian life. And they are cheap. Oh God! Don't tell me that. Uh, Taylor, Seager, Grandal, Forsyth, Hernandez, all under thirty nine hundred. Arizona bats. Uh, J.D. Martinez and Paul Goldschmidt are both really good against left-handed pitching. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, five sixty-five ISO for JD Martinez. It's that blows insane. my mind. It's just nutty. It's nutty. We said mind. McCutcheon's was nutty, but JD Martinez is nutty. <laughs> How his ISO is higher than his weighted on base or his X? Okay, it's not as high as his weighted on base average, but it's close. It's just insane. The guy's just that good. It's good. Yes, but I love Pollock. Uh, his numbers are coming up against lefties lately. Goldschmidt, Ian Edith, he's bad in the two hole. I think I like the Arizona quite a bit here. Yeah, you could get an Ionetta, Pollock, Goldie, JD, you know, four-man stack going there. Yes, you can. Yes, I will. 
Yes, I will. Oakland Angels. We got Kendall Graveman, Parker Breadwell. Uh, nine total here. Breadwell at minus one forty-five uh, favorite here. Kind of like Graveman. I played him. Like I said, I played him in his last start. You know, he's gone over twenty in two of his last three starts. Outside of you know Trout, I'm not like petrified here. You're gonna have to sell me on him. There's not much to sell. It's you know we've talked about three pitchers we like on the slate, yeah. and you know you look at the numbers for him over his last four starts. You know three point two xFIP against Texas, five point seven against Houston, three point zero against Baltimore, and three point nine against Seattle. Like he's allowed zero home runs in the last four games. He's allowed multi home runs zero times this season. Like he's he's starting to come back. He looks healthy again. He was pitching really well before he got hurt. Like. There's not a ton of upside here. He's not going to go out and can strike out ten people, but like, you know, he pitched decent against this team earlier this year. Seven innings, two earned runs, seven hits, six strikeouts. Like, you give me that on this slate, like I'm all for that. So I'll give you credit. That's a much better pitch than I was expecting. So uh, well, well done on the sales pitch. Uh, hey, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going off stats, man. Yeah, I'm I'm still not playing him. I don't think, but uh, I'm just worried about the strikeout upside. But yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, we do need a cheap SP2 in this slate, and maybe he's a guy. Yeah, like, you know, you're playing Barrios. You're taking a shot on a couple of these guys. Like, I'm guessing his price is – I haven't looked at his price. Is it cheap? 77, so not super cheap. Yeah, but on this slate, like, you know, I can't name one of these guys under him that I would take a shot on. That's true. I'm looking right now. It's pretty ugly. I, I could get behind Kendall Graveman here. I keep the ball in the ballpark like he's been doing. He's faced them three times this year, and he's only allowed, what, two home runs or one home run? Yeah, two home runs. So, I don't know, man. Oh, man, this is one of those slates I might have to stack the Padres or something so I can get two of the expensive pitchers in there. Just give Trout one more day off. Like, doesn't that make it so much easier if Trout, yeah, yeah. with that neck injury, like, be stiff one more day. Just take one more day off. Yeah, I'll, te- I'll text him. I'll tell him to sit out. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate that, man. Like, you know, just let's let's get a hold of Smiz. We know Smiz sits right there, you know, behind the dugout. Just like, hey, Trout, one more day for us, bud. Let's <laughs> have Smiz tackling pregame warm-ups. Yeah, Smiz life. Um, I don't know, man. I can kind of get behind Gra- Graveman. I can't do that on the other side of this game. You know, Breadwell. I don't know. Maybe he's interesting too. I don't have a, a sales pitch as well as I do for Graveman, but like Oakland's a team that strikes out. They don't have a ton of power. Like they've made some adjustments here, but where their power is, it's Davis, it's Chapman, it's Olsen, and two of those three guys are righties. And Breadwell this season, 267 Woba against righties, um, 40% ground ball rate. He's only allowed six home runs um, in 46 innings. Like, maybe he's interesting, too. Yeah, he's at least a little bit interesting. Uh, his numbers so far do suggest some regression. Uh, his ERA is much lower than his Sierra and XFIP. And, you know, the low strikeout rate is a little bit concerning. But you mentioned the good matchup. Uh, the A's do strike out often. And Bridwell did have some pretty decent upside in the minors. So I think you can look at him. I think if you want to go cheap with your SP2, like realistically, if you want to go cheap with your SP2, you're probably looking at these two guys. Yeah. Which is scary. Anybody under 10K, like Ryu, we said we don't really like him. Porcello against Toronto, like is a little bit more interesting now that we're done with the slate. 
Like Jay Happ against Boston, they don't strike out. Vargas is just terrible. Homer Bailey sucks. Ivan Nova's facing too many lefties. Jaco DeRizzi has zero upside against Kansas City. Ty Blatch is terrible. Andrew Kashner is remotely okay, but you know, you're not playing Andrew Kashner against Houston. Travis Wood sucks. Montero sucks. Derek Holland sucks. Like, you know, we're done with the slate, and it's like, you know, we got Robbie Witt, Robbie Ray, Quintana, Barrios. Breadwell, Graveman, maybe Porcello. Yep, I'm going to be stacking the Mets and the Padres uh, so I can fit two expensive pitchers in there. Yeah, it's realistically, you know, that's kind of what you're looking at today. Like, if you want some of these big bats and you don't want, and you want to be a little bit contrarian, you kind of look at these cheap pitchers. Yep. Um, I don't really see a lot in, as far as bats go in this game. If Trout's back, you know, you always worry, of, like, how is he 100%? You know, they probably wouldn't rush him back. Chris Davis with a K, you know, is always interesting. But I really don't see myself going too heavy on this game. Yeah, if you are paying up for two pitchers, uh, Boog Pal does make some sense at 2600 if he's batting leadoff. No, not a ton of upside there, but, you know, he's a cheap bat, and he helps you kind of afford those pitchers. And then, other than Trout, I'm kind of on board with you. Uh, Valbuena has been a little bit better lately. He's only 3,400, so I do have a little bit of interest there. It's a really interesting slate. There's there's only a few ways you can really attack this slate, in my opinion. It's very interesting. It is, and there's a there's a monster tournament on DraftKings. A couple of them. Good to know. Good to know. Maybe it's a good slate to you know. Katie has some volleyball filming to do. I'm gonna have some time on <laughs> my hands. All right, let's play some home run derby, and then um, you can tell me who's going to win the golf tournament, and then we'll get out of here. Let's do it. All right, I'll let you go first in home run derby. Yeah, I think I called the winner last week, if you ask me. I don't know. Um, I don't remember. Uh, well, I posted on Twitter, at least. Well, there you go. It counts for something, all right? Was it DJ? Yeah. It was yeah, I think I'm pretty there. sure you said Dustin Johnson was going to win you last week on pod. Because we talked about it being a tournament that nobody had really played at, and you said play Dustin Johnson. Oh, he hit the best drive I've ever seen. Did he drive a par four or something? So it was like a 480-yard par four over the water. Everyone else is just hitting it over on the side of the fairway. And uh, nobody all all week can try to drive it over the water. He he makes a long putt to get into a playoff against Jordan Spieth. Very first shot of the playoff, drives it like 360 over the water. He was 100 yards closer to the green than Spieth was. Oh, man. And Spieth hit it 320 in the middle of the fairway. <laughs> it was ridiculous. That's awesome. Oh, I love it. Love it. It's awesome. All yeah. right. Back to the home run derby. You got me sidetracked for golf. We'll talk golf in a second. Okay. Home run derby. Let's go. You got You go first. You want me to go first? Yeah. I'm not All ready. All right. I'll go with um, Jonathan Scope. I like that. I like that. Uh, no cores, remember. No cores. Yeah. And just the night games, or does it matter? I took one from the early. I was going to take my other two from the late. Okay. Well, I guess I'll follow you. Um, you know, last time I was on the pod, I said I was going to take notes, and so I'd be prepared for this game. Obviously not, but I will go uh, yonder Alonzo. All right. Who else? And then I'm going to go Scotty Shebler. You're a dick. <laughs> it's rude. 
Yeah, well, I, I don't even care. <laughs> I'm vetoing that. Like, you're not getting Shepler. I'm the only one that's allowed to take Shepler home run derby. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that response. You're still getting vetoed. I don't care. You're not allowed to take Shepler. My dude. Uh, all right, I'll go Schwarber. Uh, that's, that's fine. Fun. You're not getting Shepler. <laughs> like, oh man, I'm gonna take Scott Shevler and we'll be good. And like Stevie hasn't vetoed me in like a month. Like <laughs> instant veto. <laughs> oh yeah, we, we use our vetoes every time. Um, all right, let's see here. I'm gonna attack Derek Holland. I'm gonna say Kenny's Vargas. Yeah, you can have him. And he probably won't even play. Uh, I'm gonna go back to the well for the second straight day and say Adam Duvall. I like that one. I'm not even gonna veto you because I like you. Oh right, well, that's good. You're still not getting shoveler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will go since I'm probably gonna be stacking the Padres anyway. I'll go Will Myers. It's crazy. It's gotten to the point where hey, I want to stack the Padres because I want to pay for pitching. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds really weird, but it does. It does. All right, give me who's going to win the tournament this weekend in golf. I have Jason Day winning the uh, Dell Technologies Championship. I, I like that. Like we, uh, I do a play draft show on Tuesday with like Grant and Mangon, and I, I think I ended up with Day. I did. Yeah, he's been uh, playing a little bit better lately. He has uh, six top 15s here in the past seven years, and he's finally hitting his irons well. He's been all terrible right. with his irons all year. Tell me how bad this team is. This is a six-man draft, and I had sixth pick or fifth pick. Okay. I have Matsuyama, which I can say his name right. Are you, are you shocked? <laughs> I like it. I have Matsuyama Day. How? Berger and Duffner. I like it. I like it. Matsuyama does have a lingering hip injury, but he's supposed to play this week. Yeah. I, I liked him more than the other guys. It was him or McRoy. Yeah, and Rory's got the, the rib injury, so. Yeah. Um, for, I was reading some stuff before um, earlier today, and it was like just you know trust trust the top pros on this weekend and try to get as many as you can. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. Over the last few years, uh, we're in the FedEx Cup Championship now, and uh, yeah, just top level golfers have been winning these tournaments year in and year out, especially this one. So yeah, trust the top guys. I do like Dustin and Spieth, but they're really expensive on DraftKings. So I'm going to go down to that 9K range. You can get Fowler, you can get Day, you can get Rory. Um, and, yeah, you can get a few of them instead of just paying uh, paying up for Spieth or, or Dustin. All right, good to know. As always, man, appreciate you hopping on the podcast with me here today. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, guys, head on over to iTunes. Check Roto-Grinders Morning Grind. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Subscribe. Download. Help us climb the charts. You guys like the podcast? Help us out. We'll help you out with some swag. Roto-Grinders t-shirts. NASCAR packages. The Sieges Tournament Tactics Package. We've got all kinds of stuff that we're giving away this week. Make sure you guys head on over there. Take a minute and do that for us. We appreciate you. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Good luck in your contest tonight. We'll see you then. 
Bankroll management might not be the sexiest part of daily fantasy, but it's an important one. And that's why we've launched the DFS Analyzer. DFS Analyzer will help you easily track your results and then use them to your advantage. Just upload your contest history, and in seconds, DFS Analyzer will show you winnings, ROI, records by sport, contest type, and more. Don't just view your results, analyze them and gain an edge. Try our free DFS analyzer tool, become a smarter, more process-oriented, hopefully more profitable DFS player. Hey, if you like free stuff, you're going to like Tim's Rewards by Tim Hortons. You can earn free food or drinks after every seven purchases. Cool. How do I win? Um, it's not a contest. You just use your Tim's Rewards card, and after seven purchases, you score a free coffee, tea, or baked good. Whoa, so I've got a pretty good chance of winning. Well, actually, you've got a 100% chance of winning. Those are great odds. <laughs> they sure are. Free coffee and more with Tim's Rewards. It's Tim Hortons' way of saying thanks. Valid only at participating restaurants. Please visit restaurant or timhortons.com slash rewards for full program details. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.